Hello, ladies and gentlemen, it's another week in a remote episode of Cheap Show. I'm Paul Gannon. And I'm Eli Silverman. Hi, remotely. Hi, everyone. How are things with you, Eli? Are, are things groovy? No, no. Groovy? Why? Because... You've got, to put a, you've got to put a smile on, haven't you? In tough times, we've got to come together and you got to put on a smile, put on a smile. Uh, Paul, I've been having an idea about that to cheer everyone up. Um, yeah. You know people are doing a lot of sponsored stuff to support the NHS and things like that. Yeah. Hear me out. Yeah. Uh, oh, when you say <laughs> hear me out, I worry. Go on. Uh, a thwoppage <laughs> marathon, basically. That's it, you know. I'll right, see how many times okay, I can. Go, go, go. <laughs> I can thwop it, you know. I'll thwop it all over the what? flat, and people sponsor what? per thwop, you know. Or... Per thwop. Now, yeah, we need to we need to really think about what constitutes a thwop. It's when you get your whole junk out and you thwop it <laughs> onto something. Yeah, but thwop it. Does it have to make a sound? That's the sound it makes. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, does you couldn't do it on a pillow. For example, you can't thwop it on a pillow, uh, can you? Pillow, that's something else. That's soft nusslage now we're into. Yeah, that's... <laughs> that's that's a love that's a lovely soft nusslage. I mean I'll do that as well. True. I'll go thwop in the but kitchen. What about come in the bedroom right, but what soft nusslage? A dog's head? What about a dog's head? Can you thwop it on a dog's head? <laughs> <laughs> oh, anyway, welcome to Cheap welcome Show. Welcome to Chill Cheap Show, everybody. I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. People love noodles. It's just a fact of Cheap Show you're going to have to learn to fucking accept. Cheap Show. Off-brand brand, off-brand brand. Show. It's the price of shite. Paul Gannon. Eli Silverman. Welcome to Cheap Show. And I go and I nuzzle. So yes, here we are. How are you, ladies and gentlemen? The Economy Comedy Podcast, where me and Eli go for the bargain bins, the charity shops, the pound lands, and beyond of Great Britain, and bring the treasure that we find amongst the trash to your ears. Ah, ah, lovely. Um, I'm just trying to think what I've got uh, to hand here, Paul. Um, Have you got a source report, mate? We're desperate. <laughs> You're desperate for a source report. I need, I need, a, I need a source report hit. All right. Salsa picante. Oh, that's very flan- fancy. Well, that just means hot sauce in Spanish. Uh, yeah, no, well, I know, but it's nice that we're bilingual. I had bought some salsa picante tamazula. Ooh, baby. And Ooh. Uh, I tried it. Uh, it's got one of those little... You know the way Tabasco has a very narrow... Uh, spout. A narrow spout, so you can get control the droppage. A thin shaft. Yes. Yeah. So you can sort of just really control how many drops on uh, there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not thinking about a bottleneck, am I? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I'm thinking of, You're thinking you? about me dribbling out the end of my cock. Yeah. Right. Uh, so Tamazula. I love the name. Thwop drip. It was, <laughs> it was a very nice sauce. What, the um, thwop drip? No. <laughs> also, uh, I've got a, a Mexican buffalo style sauce there. 
which I haven't tasted. I tasted the Tamazula. So yeah, it's a Mexican take on a butter on a butterfly <laughs> bu- buffalo. Yeah, uh, uh, buffalo, which we covered last week actually, which was the source invented yeah, for did. chicken wings in um, in yeah. Buffalo, New York. Yes, but it's gone all over the world because I've, I've, I've I ate some yesterday actually. Uh, I've got some yeah. Turkish chipotle, right? So that's what makes it Turkish. It was from Turkey. It was manufactured in Turkey. Oh, okay. So it's fundamentally the same thing. It's just from a Turkish company. Yes, but right. I, I don't want no more. Sauce no, come on, now. come on. <laughs> I don't want any more. No, I'm done. No, now, it's mate. not uh, the source. All re- done. The source report is not over until the fat lady sings. Okay, right? Yeah. So I don't yeah. hear the fat lady. Do you hear the fat lady? I do not hear the fat well, lady singing, well, the, nor do I see one nearby. Well, the source report will finish then, right? Unless the, the, unless the fat lady chirps up, yeah? Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, oh, who's this? <laughs> oh, it's, who's this no. new character walking oh, in? Oh, no. Oh, I have so long... Right, that's the end of the source report, Paul. Well, that means that, right, bye, bye, <laughs> la- bye, bye. She's off now. Don't call her fat... That must mean the segment's over. Don't call her the fat lady to her face. Say, call her the nice lady. I, I didn't. Right. Well, no, she, this this woman spells it P-H-A-T, uh, so, you know, like, it's more like cool. Yeah. It's like the fat lady. Yeah. yeah it's like that. It's a, it's a spin on it. Okay. Well, uh, I had, the source report was curtailed, but, you know, at least it was for the right reason. It was for the right reasons. Um, so, what? Hey, do you want to know what we're doing on the show today, Mr. Well, Silverman? I'd like some kind of guidance because uh, you know I've got to know what to uh, what to say and stuff like that. Prepare yeah. for, yeah. Right. Well, here's what's coming up on the show today. At ten, we speak to the Queen at, on her birthday at 10, and say, at 10. "What do you want for your birthday?" No, we don't. What? We're not speaking to the Queen. At ten thirty. Uh, we get down and dirty with Madonna live in the studio. She'll be releasing her latest hot track and dropping it on our show. Yeah. At 12, right. dogs. <laughs> You're such a dick. You're always dogs, isn't it? <laughs> but at 11, uh, uh, 11 before 12, <laughs> we insert. What? You insert uh, what? A, a, a dog. Uh, insert a dog up Madonna's fadge. No, <laughs> no. Was, my idea was going to call be called Thwop or Cop, where it's like you have to touch your penis, and one of them's a man, and one of them's a policeman, and you have to tell from the uh, from the helmet. Yeah. <laughs> good, 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 Paul. Yeah, oh, very good. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh. You know what? Sometimes I look at the like the comments on like the reviews on iTunes or the comments on Twitter, who say a hilarious podcast, all about. F- Cocks and spunk and poos, and I go. We've got to be more than that. I know, but we're, we're not. not. Oh well. So, so no. Actually, coming up on the show today, uh, we are doing a tales from the shop floor. We've not done some of those in a while, and it's time we dove into the bag, the mail bag, and got one out. Absolutely. Well, uh, and you've got one selected, have you, for us? I do have one selected. And then in a kind of take on Ganon's Golden Games, uh, we're going to be discussing choose-your-own-adventure stories and talking about them somewhat today, maybe even playing a little one. How about that? Oh, I'm up for that. I've got lots of stamina points. And I've got magic bollocks. Rattle the magic bollocks. Explain. Well, roll a d20 
Uh, yeah. Right. What did you get? Oh, oh, you mean you want me to ma- roll an imaginary one? Well, I can't see you, so yeah. All right, I'm going to roll one. Here we go. It's in my yeah. hand. Rolling it. Seven. Right, I'll look that up. Hang on. I'll just get the... Right. Uh, just get the, uh, the old book out. The old Dungeon Master book. Oh, it's here. I've got to go to the Magic Bollocks table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Seven. Magic items. Gonads. Mm. Yeah. Seven. Seven I rolled, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you haven't managed to get the threshold magic level for the bollocks to be activated. So have I been defeated by the bollocks? No, the bollocks weren't. They were just a magic thing. You've got to, you know, get them going, and you did. Oh, so like you've got to like build up the magic in the bollocks. You, well, and it then says you can release the magic. It says it. <laughs> it says it. <laughs> Let me get this straight. Yeah, I have to massage my blue magic balls until I can release the magic. Yes. By rolling a d20, but you didn't. And ten and yeah. over, ten and over. I'll tell you what would have happened. The magic, yeah. the magic would have come out of the bollocks, right out, all the way out the end. <laughs> all right. Well, there we go. We've made uh, oh. we've made some light of the idea of playing a role play game. Well, well done, Mister Silver. Thank you. Well done. Okay. Yeah, that's two minutes of content. How much longer? That is two minutes. <laughs> no, that's it. We're going to move uh, on. <laughs> Well, it's time of the show where we delve into the Cheap Show mailbag and we pull out one of your letters and read it out. Ah, okay. Um, To be fair, there is quite a lot of tales from the shop floors I've got to get round to of different types and styles, some scat-based, some spunk-based, some sick-based, some just wry observations. Okay, well, what type are we having today? Scat. Okay, good. good. <laughs> it's been a while, so I thought we'd dive right in. Yeah, go on. Hit me with the scat. Right, well, uh, if anyone would like to send a email to us f- for anything, not just to tell us from the shop floor, uh, please get in touch, thecheapshow at gmail.com. Oh, and before I forget, we've had two entries already, which is great, for the Urine Vision song contest. Okay, but just and cover I- this. Cover again what the Urine Vision, Urine Vision song cost- contest is. Uh- is. We're going to do our own Eurovision Song Contest knockoff, where basically people can send us an audio track of about a minute, a minute and a half of a song that they've written, right. and then me, you, Ash, maybe Biffo will judge it, just like Eurovision, like Nil Poir, or Sante Sante, or whatever it is, I don't know. Sante Sante. Um, and, then, and then there's a winner, and that winner will win a prize, I don't know, probably. Could they perhaps win that... Uh... Weird picture of Painting. me and you. Yeah, yeah but, that's yes. a good idea. Okay. So we'll sign it and we'll fill it full of our own man fluid. No, we won't. Stop. Yeah, Stop. We'll, we'll. Stop talking about spunk. I'm sick of spunk. Well, Stop. anyway, so, so we've <coughs> had a few questions about length and things like that. Yeah, again, ideally a minute and a minute and a half because we get a fair few. I want to get through loads of them. And also, I don't want to listen to hours of music. No, no. Also... The other thing I wanted to point out was um, yeah, some people have been asking, can I do covers of popular hits? And I'm just going to go, no, because one, that means it's not your song. And two, it means it might kick off copyright things if I host it on YouTube, etc. Just like the so, real uh, Eurovision Song Contest, Paul, we want original yeah. songs only, yeah? We want original compositions, Yes, uh, you know, stuff that you've made yourself. We don't want your version of uh, Nights in Black Satin, or whatever it's called, with funny lyrics. Nights in Black Satin. What's that song? Nights in Black Satin. Yeah, by... Who is it by? 
Moody Proto Blues. Car Proto Car Procol Harum. The Moody Blues. Pro Proctor Harum. Proctor Harm. <laughs> Proctor Harm, yeah. Now, by Proctor Harm. Now, Paul, you said... Was I right? No, I just told you who it was. Moody Blues. Moody Blues. Now, what was their most famous song, arguably? Well, that one. Nights in... Go Now. What, Black Satin? Go Now. What? Go Now? Go... Yeah. All right, bye. No. <laughs> Paul, I've had some questions. Uh, you said that we, with the, Euro, the Eurovision Song Contest, we've had a lot of questions about length. Yeah. Oh, he's gone. Uh, Paul? Well, Paul? Lonely. He's gone. Go now, I said, and he's gone. He's, he's done a fake walkout. I know you're there. Right, I think uh, just calls for, uh, let's think, who's the least popular character I've ever done that Paul really hates? Inchman. He could come back, couldn't he? Yeah. Uh, you want to come in? Yeah, just, yeah. What's that? What's that? <laughs> what? Hello? <laughs> Hello? 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 What? 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 Hello? Paul? Hello? 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 You're back, are you? Hello? No, what the fuck, man? Hello? Can you stop mucking around? I had something very serious to say. All right, go on. What is it? We had, you said, with the Eurovision contest, we've had, Eurovision contest, we've had a lot of questions about, yes. we, you said we've had a lot of questions about length. Yeah. Is this right? Well, a few questions about how long they want it, and some now, people how long like they seven want it. Opuses. It was questions about length, and it's how long they want it. Well, let me tell you something, Paul. Let me tell you yes. something. Let me yeah. tell you. Yeah, I've had a lot of questions yeah, about on. length. Yeah, yeah, and I know exactly yeah. how how long they want it because they never get it. No, I know how long they want it because you're inch man. Yes, here he is. Hello. Oh fuck! Right. Hello. I've been conned. Right. Who wanted an inch? You. Uh, I think Paul does, Mr. Inchman. Ask him. Hello, Mr. Paul. Hello. Do you want an inch? Why is Inchman like Basil Brush? <laughs> I don't know oh, what hello, you're talking Mr. about, Mr. Paul. Uh, uh, Mr. Paul, do you want a do you want an inch? Uh, why not give me an inch? All right. Ready? Yeah, just the one inch. All right. Eli, just one inch, <laughs> please. Okay, I'll tell one him. One inch, uh, Mr. Inchman. Yeah. All right. You want an inch? Yeah. We do want an inch, Mr. Inchman, but could you just do the one inch because we've got to get on with the show. All right. Are you sure? Inch! 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 That's it. Yeah, no, you know what? You are right. It is one of your least popular characters, isn't it? <laughs> quite, quite considerably. Well, he's gone now. Don't say it when he's in the room, mate. The depth of which the character can go is is puddle-based. He can go... Is the depth to which the character can go is puddle-based. Yes. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that statement at all. <laughs> yeah. The depth to which that character yeah. can go is puddle-based. The puddle-based depth. Yeah. <laughs> no, puddle nothing. Puddle-based depth, yeah. Yeah, so when you say as deep as the ocean, you'd say ocean, ocean 
ocean depth but yeah. based. <laughs> it's based. It's ocean based. Oh, like it's lake the depth lake depth. This, disc- this is petri yeah. dish based length. Yeah. Right. There you go. You see, the opportunities are endless. Paul, I think we should actually start the recording again because. Uh, nah. no, oh. Please. We're going to do Tales from the Shop Floor, where you send in your emails about Tales from the Shop Floor. Maybe you work in a charity shop or a shop or any kind of business, and you've had quite the incident. Or a series of incidents leading to a firing. Yes. What's been your favourite story so far? It's very hard to pick a favourite uh, Paul, but mm. um, I like we've covered before. I like it when it's old people, perhaps getting nude, and uh, there's also I do like a bit of scat. I'm looking forward to this. Well, let's find out what today's email's all about. Okay. I'm opening the email inbox and pulling out our email. Oh, here's an email from Larry or Lummox sixty N. Okay, hello. Well, I'm going to wait till he says... If he says hello, we'll see if he, he says... He does a, say hello, chaps, at the start. Chaps? Chaps. What is he, some kind of posh cunt? Nothing wrong with chaps. I say chaps sometimes. Do you? Yes. Uh, you know when I say chaps? When you know, you grizzly bellend <laughs> or something, right? Is, is, is it that? No, it's when I'm in a in a uh, cowboy costume store and they ask me what I want. Yeah. I say, I say a- chaps. Absolutely excellent work, Eli. <laughs> they say... Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> They say, ah, oh, Mr. Silverman, uh, nice to see you back again. How can I help you? And I say, chaps. <laughs> and then they say, all right, <laughs> do, you want the, do you want the Christine Ag- Aguilera model? And I say, yes. And then you get your flaky, withered, dead rose-looking <laughs> bell end out. <laughs> flaky, withered, dead rose-looking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow poetry <laughs> poetry sometimes thank Man. you uh, thank you brilliant the poetry of filth so are you ready for today's story yeah it's a bit of a long one but we'll crack on so hello chaps having listened to so many of your shows and being underwhelmed by the tales i've heard oh oh you think he is he's, eh? he's thrown maybe down this the... one won't live up he's thrown down the gauntlet yeah so if this, this doesn't measure up yeah, we'll be the judge of that. Chaps. Yeah, we will be the fucking judge of that. Chaps. Larry. Johnny. Chaps. Chap. Johnny Chaps. I've got a chap dick from when it's been rubbing. Yeah, we know we've <laughs> we've made that gag. All no, right, we haven't. Move on now. No, we haven't. Yes, we have. I've chafed. That was the whole point of me. I've chafing. The My... point is your penis is is damaged goods. So let's just move on. <laughs> Gusset chafe. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So he thought it would be time to throw down his own tail to us. So here we go. Okay. Now, I work for a local authority that ought to remain nameless, but hey, it's the most northerly local authority in the UK. In the UK? So that includes Scotland, so it yeah. must be the Outer Hebrides. Oh, yeah. He lives on an island where he's king of ducks. Yeah. Um, in, Does he? In many... No, that was just me saying that for no reason. He's the king of ducks. <laughs> I didn't know they had a king. Yeah. Well, they do What's now. They have to appoint one, and it's him. Is, is uh, he called King Hi- of Ducks? Larry, Larry, King of Ducks. Is there no quack in there? So Larry, Big Quacker, King of Ducks, or something like that. Oh, it's 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 officially speaking, it's Larry, King of Ducks. Uh, the third quack quack oops. Okay, good. So uh, yeah, well, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> good. No, good, Paul. Yeah. yeah. Right. Let's just crack on. All right. In the many roles I've worked. 
in over the years, I've had to deal with a fair few incidences of human doo-doo, including the strange case of the phantom shitter who chose to repeatedly shit outside the wall of a local graveyard. (laughs) Yeah, it might have been a dog. Nobody ever caught them in their act of defecation, desecration. After all, probably a dog, though, isn't it? Why? You can tell immediately whether it's a dog poo or human poo, or at least if you've got several examples. Can you tell the difference? Yeah. If you were given a dog's turd and a man's turd, do you think you could tell the difference? Easily. What would be the giveaway? One would be shaped and coloured and smell like a dog's turd, Paul. And the other... Do you mean like it's... It you say it's got its own amplitude? Yeah. I remember being on... Amplipood. I remember being... <laughs> <laughs> Amplipood. Yes. I remember being on uh, on LSD and... Uh, yeah. My We were walking around and my friend stepped in some dog shit and uh, the smell was overwhelming. And it felt like, I felt like for an instant, I felt like I was transported inside a, a dog's stomach. Oh, kids don't use drugs. No. Very vivid. Well, anyway, I don't think I, I, don't think I could t- t- taste the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, mate. Oh, also, uh, sorry. I know this is out of left field, Paul, but crisps. Yeah. Right? Oh, fucking hell. Round here, yeah, we can get. All sorts of foreign crisps, yeah? And you get a lot of Lay's. Right. Which, as we know, are walkers. Walkers are Lay's. Yes. My flatmate bought a packet of Lay's, green onion flavour. Yeah? Right. What colour do you think the pack was? Blues Brothers? No. What? White. Blue... What? Blues Brothers? Because don't they sing green onions? Oh, it's glass onion. What's that song? Oh fuck! Green onions. Green onions. Is it by the Blues Brothers? Yeah, Paul. Yeah, no, it's not by the Blues Brothers. It's not by them. It is. They did it originally. It's the biggest. They didn't do it originally, did they, Paul? Yeah, they did. I saw it in a film, so they did it first. Now, Paul, what colour do you think these green onion flavour Lay's, i.e., Walkers, were? White, green, and do you know what shade of green it was? Light? The exact same shade of green that is used on their salt and vinegar product in this country. Oof. Just thought I'd say that. I'm just noticing stuff, you know? I'm just noticing stuff about crisps all the time. I mean, I know we've had this discussion already, and I know you've drawn attention to it before we start recording, but Eli, I don't care. (laughs) You don't care? I just just don't (laughs) care. I want to move on. All right. right. So what? Anyway. So, so far... Larry, with his, like, could have been a dog shit outside the graveyard, uh, it's not exactly, you know, it's not lighting my fire, you know? All right, well, let's uh, I want to see some scat, scat in action. I want scat in a place right, it well, shouldn't let's crack be. crack on. I want scat maybe in his ear. Let's well, like crack a, on, then. I'd like a story where someone slowly places the end of a poo into his earlobe. Right, it, lovely. In his, are... Into his ear hole. Shove it up his ear hole. Go on. Right, here we go. Once yeah. you've got all that out of your system. Got it out of my right. system. So shit outside a wall, graveyard, might have been a dog, nobody ever caught them. But as far as I'm aware, dogs don't actually wipe their own arses and leave a neat little fold of Andrex over the steaming brown poo. Ah! Oh, that's point. There's there the, you go. Yeah, there's the mash in the bangers and mash. The, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's the just, smoking gun. Yeah, if it's just mash. And do you know what? When I see that, when I see occasionally uh, a human shit with some toilet paper by it, it turns my stomach. Yeah, Paul, it really does. Oh. Just the the presence of of poo poo paper somehow makes the whole thing grosser. 
Do you know what I mean? It does. You're right. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. Mm, mm. <sighs> Come on. However, the tail in question actually took place actually took place a few years ago on a golf course in my town. A lovely nine-hole affair, sited on a rocky outcrop which it shares with another graveyard, and was at the time the local high school. What was the path? Was what? Yeah. Now, the golf course... Can I have that again? It was sighted on a rocky outcrop. Can I have that fucking sentence Uh, again, please? It's a lovely nine-hole affair sighted on a rocky outcrop, which it shares... A golf course? Where was he? Yes. I mean, first he's in a a cemetery, and then there's a golf course. But that's what it's saying, isn't it? There's a golf course in his town, nine holes on a rocky outcrop, which it shares with another graveyard, and was at the time... Another graveyard? ...the local high school. With two graveyards in? The graveyard was... the graveyard was the local high school. Do you know what I mean? I don't know what he's going on about, Larry. I don't know what he's going on about. Oh, this letter's not going well, is it? <laughs> oh, no, wait there. Uh, so, And also on this, on this, near this area was a public toilet. The course had a path around it, which is well used by dog walkers, joggers, and tourists. Okay. It was a beautiful morning of calm weather. The sun was shining. The school was opening for its first day back after Christmas Hogmanay, and myself and a couple of colleagues had been tasked with emptying their little bit Emptying the little bin, the little bin, the litter bins. <laughs> don't start this, don't. Please don't start, please. With emptying the little little bins for the day. Okay. We jumped out of our vehicle and proceeded to empty a cluster of bins at the viewpoint overlooking a portion of the golf course. There were joggers on the go and dog walkers, everyone out cleansing their souls after a fortnight of festive revelry. Buses were bringing a throng of miserable children to the school along the road, which also overlooks the golf course. And there, down on the path, we could see what we thought was a couple walking alongside us. Where do you think it's going at this midway point? Sex. You think it's going to be a dirty one? There's going to be some coprophilic sex You think it's going to be two people rocking in the graveyard with schools of bus kids. No, I reckon... learning valuable new lessons. Two coprophiles all getting naked and smearing each other with their shit. On a gravestone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let, let's let's find out. Right. So the couple walking towards us. Nothing really looked special to note. We thought, but as we threw the contents of the bins into the back of the truck, the male in this couple stops and steps off the path towards the wall between the course and the quite steep cliffs beyond. No matter. We collectively thought. He's maybe just going to take in the view. Maybe he got a new camera for Christmas until he removed his trousers. Maybe he's got shorts on underneath those jeans. Maybe setting off for a jog. He folds his jeans and drapes them neatly over the top of the wall. And then there, in full view of three day-glow-clad local authority workers and hundreds of bus-infesting schoolchildren, as well as a handful of dog walkers and joggers, in glorious sunlight... He squatted, naked from the waist down, and shat. What is going on up there? (laughs) (laughs) He must have had to have gone. Like, there was no other recourse. You still, if you have to go, you don't take your trousers off. That that seems to no. me, it seems almost fetishistic. Like he's getting a kick out of it. Do you know what I mean? The way the meticulous, well, I don't know, maybe the meticulous draping of the jeans, like ah, the little ritual, you know, ah, right, maybe Eli, right? Yeah, he thought I have to have a shit right now. I need to shit right here. He doesn't think anyone can see him, but at the same time, he's thinking I don't want to shit on my jeans. So he takes them completely off, away from the whole process. And then does his business. Yeah, but why does he have to? I mean, everyone can... Everyone... Well, that, that's the greater question. 
What, um, what, 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 would, what would cause you to have to shit in that situation? If You're I... out with a lovely lady, apparently, walking in a lovely path, and all of a sudden, you, you, you decide to shit, but why? Because I've been on several whiskeys and beers last night, and it's got, turned into yellow hurty water with, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with fizz pellets, and it's, uh, it's extremely urgent. But then, in that, if it was that urgent, I wouldn't bother to take my trousers fully off. I would just... You know, get some squit room and uh, and get going. You know, yeah. Give yourself some wide berth between the fabric and the and the accident waiting to happen. All I'm saying, Paul, is to me, not having heard the consistency of the shit. You see, if it is a real squit, well, I think we'll. we'll get I think we're going to get into if it. If it's a real watery squit, then you know it it lent some credence to the theory <laughs> that he was he was caught short. But if it's a big... I tell you what, that credence isn't clear water, is it? <laughs> no, it's poo water. <laughs> um, no, but if it's a lovely, solid, you know, chestnut brown... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Walnut, walnutty finish. Yeah, if it's got a walnutty finish, then it's definitely a perversion. Okay, but I'm interested. Right, well, La- let's, Larry, let's see. Let's Larry, see. You've, you've piqued my interest. Uh, let's continue. So here we go. Naked from the waist down and shat, we stood in fascinated silence as he cribbed off what must have been a fair load, because it was not a quick event. Hmm. We're all seeing this, right? I asked my colleagues. Yeah. And then he began to pull on his trousers, having unfolded them, and give them a bit of a shake, except he only got them about halfway on before, evidently, his bowels decided they had a little more to give. This time, though, there was more urgency. They were not neatly folded and placed over the wall, instead being ungraciously laid on the ground a good distance away from what we could only assume might be the semi-liquid poo of fetid odour. Well, what what seems, Paul, just a little interjection, what seems to have happened is the old, uh, yeah. the old uh, hardened plug of shit, which is the first one that goes, and then after, the, <laughs> after you've broken the seal, you know, we've all been there, it goes full liquid. I mean, I've had it in one movement. I've had it all laid out on the yeah. tray there. It's gone from solid, right. semi-solid, and then the last stage is pure fizzy brown hurt water. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, uh, right. continue, please. Yeah. It wasn't long, mercifully, before he was all done and pulled his trues back on. No wiping took place. Now, you'll remember I mentioned the public toilets. Well, all of this took place not 150 metres from them. One... 150 metres. I'd love to say we'd done the right thing and taken the culprit to task over his open-air dumping, but in truth, first day back after Hogmanay, none of us could be arsed, and we all piled into the vehicle, pissing ourselves laughing at what we'd just seen and drove away. Anyway, thought you'd enjoy that. Lots of love to you both. Keep up the good work. Larry. Thanks, Larry. Uh, You know, it was an entertaining story, but could I say, your bravado at the beginning of the letter Mm. was unfounded, man. Come on. His hubris, his hubris kind of took the edge off the story. It, it did. It would have been a much more effective story if he hadn't said it's going to be the, the Tales from the Shop Floor scat story to end them all, which it honestly isn't. I mean, Lady... You Lady really have Ma- to bring your A-game. Lady Rabbit Plops, you know what I mean? That was a good one. Yeah. Or about that guy who gets a lung full of liquid shit when that tanker burst. Oh, that's good as well, yeah. It went straight in his mouth. (laughs) Yeah. But thank you very much, Larry. Nonetheless, thank you for sending that in. Um, Anyone else with any other stories, listen, it doesn't have to be about poo. 
And maybe it's your first time listening to Cheap Show today and you're thinking, is this is this the standard of stories you get? Disgusting poo. And I'd like to say categorically, no. Sometimes it is sperm or, in some special cases, it is necrotic leg hole fucking. <laughs> so yes. bear that in mind okay. when you write your next letter to us. Well, I guess it's time for what you could say is Ganon's Golden Games. Yeah, go on. Just just, just get it out of your system now, and then I can move on, because otherwise I'm just going to be interrupted by your feckless stupidity. Go on. Ganon's Golden Games. Games. Ganon's Golden Games. Ganon's Golden Games. Yeah. Ganon's Golden Games. God, you sound so lonely. (laughs) (laughs) So what we're doing today is... Is it a different version? Is it a different version of Ganon's Golden Games? I could maybe... Kind of, because rather than looking at um, a board game, and because it's hard to obviously do board games, I don't know, over the internet between us, Mm. I thought what we'd have to do instead is play something we can do remotely. Mm. And we can't really do that with a lot of the board games I've got here, unless you happen to have the exact same board game with the exact same question card or the exact same whatever, you know? Yes, mm. yes. So with that in mind, I thought we'd look at a genre of gaming today. Aha! Uh-huh. And I don't know if it's really a genre. I mean, I don't know, but we're going to try today a choose-your-own-adventure story. That's definitely a, a genre of game, I'd say, Paul. Now, but- I, I had a few of those books as a kid, and I tell you what the first one I remember is vividly, and I... Mm. This came to me a couple of days ago, which is why I thought we'd do it for the segment today. But I remember being really ill um, way back when, when I must have been about eight or nine. It might have been flu. It was might, might have been chickenpox. In fact, it was chickenpox. Um, and Shredded Wheat were doing a promotion. Oh, it was for Back to the Future, so it was 85. So I was 85. So how old would I have been? Five, six. So I would have been seven, all right? Mm. Seven chickenpox in bed. Shredded Wheat. Well, how many chickenpox in bed? <laughs> Seven chicken pox in bed. Was that worth the interruption, Eli? It wasn't worth the interruption. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> right, you're seven. You got chicken pox. You're in bed. Are you scratching? And are they all itchy? Yes, I was scratching. Scratchy, I had to scratchy. Have baths and that pink liquid stuff. Oh, I love that. You know what I mean? What's it called? Looks like Pepto Bismol, but it's 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 like for irritation and skin. When I had them, I had this. Uh, shower curtain superhero cape that my mother had made for me. Yeah. Uh, and she put all the lotion on my uh, scabby, what they called? Pox. Cock. <laughs> <laughs> Pox. And then I'd run around in a circle, one of my earliest memories, to dry it off. Well, that says a lot. I would run around to dry right, it off. Oh, good. I'd be completely nude, anyway, covered the, in the chicken point pox. Is not about your. And I had a, a superhero cape on, mate. Running around. Round and round, drying that off the you, lotion. That, I'm drying off the lotion on my pops. Literally, you would have, you would have literally have looked like Nat Nerd from the Garbage Pail Kids movie. Then, by that logic, yeah, probably did. So, what of it? Nothing. So you're in bed. You're in bed. Absolutely nothing. You're in bed with the. Yeah, pops. this isn't the point. We're already taking too long to get to the point. <laughs> the point is, is that I was in bed and I like shredded wheat and shredded wheat <laughs> were doing the promotion work inside each. <laughs> Why is that funny? Just the the fact that you're in bed, the state of you in bed liking shredded wheat. 
Well, anyway, the promotion for Back to the Future was a choose-your-own-adventure booklet inside. So you open the pack up. Inside, there was a little booklet that was kind of sealed like a sachet. A sachet. Yes. And you tore it open, and inside was a section of Back to the Future, but transformed into a choose-your-own-adventure. So it'd be like, Marty sees a guy in a tree with binoculars. Should he shout, oi, or should he let him be? Do you know what, Paul? And then you'd go to page three or seven. Do you know what, mate? As you're saying this, I'm starting to get a little memory hard on. I'm starting. Yeah. I'm starting to get. I'm starting to remember. I th- of I th- what? I, this. What you're talking about? I think I remember it. Oh, so you actually remember the the promotion and these little? There was like four in a series, yes. and each one was a different part of the book. So like escaping the terrorists and yeah. you know, the race to the clock tower was the last one. I definitely recall that, Paul. And can I just say, I used to love Choose Your Own Adventure. My first uh, experience of it was with Fighting Fantasy, Steve Jackson's Fighting Fantasy series. Yeah, they're the kind of famous ones, aren't they? The ones like the kind of the torchbearers for the genre. Well, they're the famous in this country, but what I from what I remember is uh there were two main types. There were the British mm. ones, which were the fighting fantasy, the Steve Jackson ones. And then you had the American yeah. the American ones, which were actually called Choose Your Own Adventure. That was the name of the actual series. Well, let me have a little regard of the Wikipedia page. Okay. So Choose Your Own Adventure or the Secret Path books are a series of children's game books where each story is written from a second-person point of view, uh, with the reader assuming the role of the protagonist and making choices that determine the main character's actions and plot outcome. The series was based upon a concept created by Edward Packard and originally published by Constance Cappell and R.A. Montgomery Vermont Crossroads Press. What a stupidly long <laughs> fucking name. Okay, yeah, and that, they're the As, ori- original ones. These are the Choose Your Own Adventure brand ones, are they? Yeah. yeah. And this was in 1976. Uh, they were published by Bantam Books uh, later and became popular in the 80s and 90s, selling more than 250 million copies between 79 and 98. There's a lot of books. And uh, Random House bought it, but allowed the Choose Your Own Adventure trademark to lapse. And the series was relaunched by Chuseco, which now owns the trademark. Ah. Uh, but they don't reissue the titles. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And they- According to Packard, the core idea for the series emerged from a bedtime story he told to his daughters, revolving around a character named Pete and his adventures. I had a character named Pete, and I usually had him encountering all sorts of different adventures on an isolated island. But that night, I was running out of ideas for things for Peter to do. So I just asked them, what should I do? And his two daughters came up with different paths for the story to take, and Packard thought how to end the different endings for the paths. What really struck me was the natural enthusiasm they had for the idea, and I thought, hmm, I could write this down. And his first book was called Sugarcane Island in 70, uh, based on a manuscript called that, and it sold 8,000 copies as an independent publisher. In 1970? Uh, yeah, yeah. Then obviously it took off and all these kind of things. So that that's in a nutshell... Fighting Fantasy is another link, actually, on here. Let me have a look at that. Series of role-playing game books created by Steve Jackson and Ian Livingston. The first volume in the series was published in 1982 by Puffin. The series distinguished itself by mixing choose-your-own-adventure-style storytelling with a dice-based role-playing yeah, element. Yeah. Oh, is that the difference? That's right, yeah. But the, the whole dice-based is based on you them trusting you to play fair basically, which was the whole problem with it. Right. Because you, so if it's like, roll a six, defeat the goblin, yeah. you just go, oh, roll a six. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. But there was a whole system where you had stamina points and stuff. And, you know, you, if you lost all of your stamina points, you died sort of thing. And I, I was so into it that I actually did follow all of the rules to begin with. 
That's right. You said you mapped out a cave, and uh, yeah. when you mapped it out, you found it was it, it was impossibly built. Death Trap Dungeon, yeah, which was I think the most enjoyable one because it was just so um, it was like a bottle episode or or um, just uh, one environment, the dungeon, you know. So it was very simple, yeah, and it, it, it focused in terms of it, uh, pure almost. Pure just dungeon play. Mm. And uh, yeah, I got that into it that I wanted to map it because I couldn't solve it. I'd like to have a look at it these days. Well, the genre is still popular. It says in mobile platforms, um, they were going to release, what did they? We're planning to release a new series of handheld games based on Final Fantasy, Fighting Fantasy for the Nintendo DS and PSP. The first of these, The Warlock of Firetop Mountain, was released on the DS in the US in November of 2009, but it came out on the iPhone and iPod in 2010. Mm. As of 2011, Amazon Kindle had an edition of Firetop Mountain, so you can play those games. I guess you can obviously play them easily on a Kindle. Yeah, very easily, Um, but they're not... And this version's on the Android as well, so you can get uh, Blood of the Zombies, House of Hell, Forest of Doom, Island of the Lizard King, and Starship Traveler. I remember all of they those. They apparently have been released they, on Android. There was also one which was a uh, post-apocalyptic sort of Mad Max-style road warrior sort of thing. Yeah. That was a good one. And funnily enough, the end of this article does talk about how it got you know folded into the Dungeons & Dragons satanic panic thing as well. Yeah, of course it did. Um, he had another series where it was slightly more advanced sort of equivalent to dungeons and advanced dungeons and dragons so he had the fighting fantasy well, these the wizard books yes because he inv- introduced the whole yeah. uh, a whole system of magic which he cheated on as well you know but it was a whole other and i guess spells that was, and stuff you could cast it, spells basically spell casting a n a l do you know what? When we first started working together, I used to think, God, these tiresome jokes about bum sex that you make all the time. Will he ever stop doing that? No, you never stop. And now I'm like... No, I enjoy him. I'm like a hostage to Bum sex is fun. I, I actually... Nah, f- bum sex is fun. I found that joke you just made funny. You miss them, don't you? You miss my cheeky little look. Now, um, so I used to play those and I... Have you heard of Fist? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Am I aware of Fist was also developed by Jackson, and it's similar to Fighting Fantasy, but what's different is it stands, Fist is F-I-S-T, stands for Fantasy Interactive Scenarios by Telephone, and were a, sing- a series of single-player telephone-based role-play games in the UK in 1988. Weird. So people apparently had to go on adventures on the phone or something. Yeah, I, rem- I remember those. I remember those as well. So it was a radio drama, and yeah, and the outcome... You could decide with a touch-tone phone. Yeah. Oh, wow. We used to have... That must have cost a fucking bomb. We had this early cable system, and there were these games. You could play interactive games on it, like roulette or, you know, card games, casino card games. And they had little filmed bits, which would show the live croupier or whatever, you know, a video. It would go to the video where you won or the video where where you lost. But they'd filmed it all. It was on the telly. Weird. Weird. So it was all like pre-recorded outcomes, yeah. but based on your decisions, they played one of those endings. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like how Laserdisc worked, like things like Dragon's Lair. Remember Dragon's Lair? Yes. All of that old... It was like all that, of that it, stuff. It, it is... wasn't a game so much as a what happens next kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, all of those old sort of um, experimental almost or early takes on interactive sort of video are really interesting now, mm. you know, because it's all just been superseded, hasn't it? Well, you know you can buy those... Um, 
like replica arcade cabinets that are about, I don't know, 12 inches high made of wood. They look really nice and you can get Centipede or yeah. Pac-Man or whatever. They're fine, but I don't care. Until I heard recently they want to bring out a Dragon's Lair one. And I was like, yeah, I'd really like a mini Dragon's Lair arcade cabinet thing. So that would be something I'd really, really, really want. Dragon's Lair is the animated Don Bluth uh, game. Yeah. yeah. Hard as nails and designed to suck as many coins out of you as possible. Yeah, but it's not actually a, a, a game, really. It's just a sort of a... Well, you're selecting clips. It's it a isn't timing. it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, these days they'd call them like quick time events, but fe- effectively it was watch a bit of animation and at a crucial point to make a decision up, left, yeah. down, fight yeah. to move on to the next animated sequence. Yeah. I remember going to an arcade in Westwood Ho and uh, seeing Dragon's Lair for the first time and I was blown away. So, you know, mm. what I mean? but I had a few goes on it and it, you know, I couldn't get past the first, you know, I couldn't do anything. I just died immediately straight away. <laughs> yeah. Cause it's fucking hard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the other thing. It's I'm- one of those games where I think you get more fun out of watching it, someone else play it than you playing it yourself. Definitely. Um, but that's why it was such a good uh, coin eater, wasn't it? Because people would see someone who'd been, yeah. who'd spent 50 quid and could do the first two levels and you'd watch them. And then when they finished, you'd get on it, wouldn't you? Because you think that doesn't look that yeah. hard, or whatever. and try and beat yeah. it based on that. Yeah, um, the one of- it's the equivalent of like the old lady who sat sits across from a fruit machine, some guy's playing, just to wait until he leaves yeah. so she can jump on it and maybe win his yeah. jackpot. But it's foolish. So anyway, that's foolish. All of that's foolish. There is an article by Cracked, right, which goes on about, and the title of the article is "The Seven Most Fucked Up Real Choose Your Own Adventure Books." Would you like to hear? Yeah, yeah, some yeah. Of them? Love it, love it. Go on. So one title. Again, this is part of the Choose Your Own Adventure. By Ed, this one's by Edward Packard. You are a shark who devours an alternate universe version of itself. So the story opens with our hero hiking alone in the remote mountains of Nepal, an endeavour which, based on the illustrations, he is elected to tackle in a short-sleeved shirt and loafers. Somehow you manage to make it to an ancient table. Then suddenly you lose consciousness and feel like your life is slowly slipping away. And that's all on the first page, by the way. The rest of the book consists of you inhabiting the bodies of various animals until the temple decides you've learned your lesson and removes the curse that it placed on you because you were arrogant enough to tackle the Himalayas in business casual. And then you turn into a shark. Well, all of the Choose Your Own Adventure books were great at creative deaths. They were the jigsaw killers of children's books of the 80s and 90s. But this book took it to another level, with descriptions of your flesh being greedily devoured by killer whales, lions and sharks. In one ending, you become a pig being raised for its meat. The book is careful to point out that you retain enough human awareness to know of your eventual fate as stacks of BLT. Weird. The article says here, Dimly you remember, pigs aren't tended for their fleece, like sheep, nor for their milk like cows, nor for their eggs like hens. They have only one purpose, one destiny. You roll sorrowfully in the mud, knowing that you are nothing more than pounds and pounds of ham and sausage and bacon. <laughs> That's bizarre. That's dark, isn't it? That's very bizarre. Now, also, I just wanted to ask... Settling, oh, I just wanted to ask one on. thing, Paul. Um, they used to... Yeah. Have, because the Choose Your Own Adventure ones, they used to have tie-ins, didn't they? Like Indiana Jones or... Or E.T. or whatever. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Star Wars likely, yeah. And the other thing I wanted to mention is, weren't role-playing games on PCs, computer games, the early ones were essentially just choose-your-own-adventure games, weren't they? Because Well, things like Hitchhiker's Guide, yeah, were yeah. look around, what do you see? You see a window, a door, go-to door. Yeah. Do not understand go-to door. <laughs> Fuck off, I hate this. <laughs> right, yeah. Anyway, perhaps the most unsettling story here is of the shark and octopus storylines. The octopus path ends when a shark doesn't fall for your ink-spewing trick. 
and it finds your body delicious. Alternatively, while inhabiting a shocked body, you can eat an octopus who ineffectively tries to use your ink to escape. So are you eating yourself? Yes, you're eating yourself. (laughs) I'd like to play that one. I'd like a a copy of that one. That'd be great. Space and Beyond, apparently ghost written by Stanley Kubrick. What? The book kicks off when you're born on a spaceship traveling at 62 times the speed of light, which causes you to grow into an 18-year-old in three days and two hours. But Paul, you wouldn't actually age in three days, would you? Only from an outside viewpoint. For you, time would be going at the same rate. Yeah. Time would be normal for you. So yeah, you would live those 18 years, but for someone else it could be three seconds. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. There's no time to explore the implications of hyper-aging because you're immediately booted off the ship to zoom around a planet to planet with 44 bizarre endings that are a combination of 2001 and a bleak Matthew McConaughey rant. You can fly your spaceship into a black hole and live there and live there with the black hole people, or you can fly your ship at full speed and merge with an undying void of space somehow. Again, I'd I'd love to have a copy of that as well. That sounds amazing, doesn't it? Some of the endings just give up on the story, and apparently life altogether. But then there's the one, the one that will haunt our nightmares until our dying day. We're talking, of course, about the planet of old babies. (laughs) What? (laughs) The Light Island appears as a haven for you. And your space pod comes to gently rest in the warm radiance. You lead the space pod and are greeted by a group of six creatures that change age and features, transforming from babies to old people. It is more than you can understand. It is frightening. It is watching the past become the present and the present turn into the future. It is a kaleidoscope of life, endlessly repeating the cycle of birth and death. You realise that it is beginning to happen to you. You look down at your hands and they are small and pink. Baby's hands. Before your very eyes, they grow and change colour and texture. The rush of time and experience engulfs you. It is not unpleasant, but you have no control over it. Then you are horrified to see your wrinkled skin and dark liver spots of old age appear across your hands. Makes you think. Is that it? Does he, is he di- yeah. he's going to die? We're all going to die. I'd love to read these. I know, they sound kind of right up your street. They sound fascinating. It's very sort of, it's in that era when conspiracy theory and all ufology and all of that was at its sort of height. And, uh, you know, I think it it penetrated uh, the mainstream to an extent in that era. Okay. All of that stuff. The Fortean stuff, you know, Fortean weirdness. It it used to be much more popular, you know, and then it, it, it... yeah, it led to the X Files, things like that. You know, the that kind of fascination, of that kind of conspiracy yeah. thing, and like the mainstream. I mean, you could say it's gone all the way now to becoming the popular fucking theory half the time. Yeah, when you think of five yeah. G masks and stupid fucking idiot cunts. Right. Um, so this book, Hyperspace, <laughs> yeah. begins right. with Professor Carl Zinker moving into your neighbourhood and passing out books on hyperspace to kids. I've read this one. This oh, is, is the it? one I've read. This is the one I've read. I've read this one. I had, I had this one. Professor calls yeah. you for help. This was really good one. After he tries to enter hyperspace, it's like is Rick it? and Morty. It's just I guess like it Rick is, and Morty actually, when you look at it. Yeah, but instead, the hyperspace enters him. If you alert the authorities, the universe is destroyed. The right course of action is to run blindly into the strange old man's house and prepare for wild adventures. But the tri- the trippiest branch Brilliant. of the story, you find out that your character is in a dream and in the dream of the bald middle aged coma patient dreaming about you. So if he wakes up, you'll cease to exist. Brilliant. Uh, it was really good. And uh, it's very like uh, the work of Philip K. Dick as well. In a so way, they are it? some pretty fucking messed up stories when you think about what the age range is. Did you have like a... Yeah. What was it? A me- uh, what's, the, what's the phrase when you have like a kind of crisis when you realise your place in the universe? What's the phrase? An existential... An ex- yeah. Crisis. 
what yeah. from reading that book? Here, little Eli, no. here's a lovely little choose your own adventure book. Four hours later, mother, what is the universe? What is my place within it? You know, I was in a, I was in a cult. They had the children's book for the cult that I had to study. Did they? Yeah, be happy. It was called or something. Was it by Bobby McFerrin? No. <laughs> it said, "Here is an apple. The apple's good, isn't it? Be happy." And it's made of all little, all little little things that aren't really things. These little atoms, and and so are you. You're made of those as well. And at the base, all of these little things really are nothing. So you're made of nothing. You are nothing. Wow. Be happy. So, hang on. It's saying because you are pointless, why don't you just fucking cheer up? Well, more than pointless, you are actually literally just nothing. Well, that's not true. I, I am something. form in, in nothing. No, but I am. Are you? Yes, I am. No, I am something. Are you? I am something. I are can't something? be nothing. But when, when you go down to the very microscopic level, yeah. Paul... It's all just, it all just disappears. It's all just waves in a, a sea of nothingness. You and everything else. That doesn't matter, does it? That's by observation of a place we can't place ourselves in. So why should I place myself in an existential nothingness void? Because if you uh, understand the true meaninglessness and nothingness at the base of reality, then you're not bothered by human desire and, you know, unhappiness. I am things. bothered by human desire, so therefore I exist. I've got, I've got desire. Yeah. I want Chinese food. Order it. You can still get takeout. Get Deliveroo app or something or Just Eat. Really? Yeah. What if they're spitting it? Right. What a great fucking... <laughs> this is exactly like the bullshit 5G shit. Mate, to be fair, you don't know that people in the restaurants near you haven't been putting their dick or tongue in your food for years. Oh, I like it. A dick dippage. Dick dippage is extra. Hello, I am dick dippage. Hello, madam. <laughs> Hello, Dick. I've got a few jokes for you. Do you like that sandwich you're eating? That sandwich I'm eating? I put me dick in it, sir. Hey, they all. Ah, I'm Mary Dick Splash. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we don't need any more characters for this. We're fine. We're fine. Right, that we- was the worst That was the worst character I've ever done. No, Inch Lord still reigns supreme. No, don't say his name because he's so... He's so... He's not Candyman. Enthusiastic. He's in- if you say it too loud, he'll come in from the atrium and he'll... Uh, It'll give you another inch. Well, then I just won't if say it. If you want one. In that case, he'll be like Macbeth to me. I just won't say it. Never say Inchman's name. Is he married, Inchman? <laughs> yeah. Who too? There he is. Centimeter maid. Ah! Yeah! Centimeter maid. <laughs> right. Centimeter maid and Inchman. While we're on the subject, you know King Kong's cum cave? King Kong's cum cave, yeah. I, I thought of a few others. Yeah. Dracula's dribble dish. Right. Uh, <laughs> I've got one. <laughs> yeah, Godzilla's gory gash. Oh no! But the, I think the rule should be the the middle word has to refer to the actual spooge itself. Okay. So King Kong's come cave. Yeah. Dracula's drib dribble. All right. Dish. Godzilla's gooey gash. No, with a gash. What's a gash? Gunji. A gash. Yeah. It has to be. What do you mean a gash? I know gash. I'll show you a gash, mate. No, but it's not meant to be a gash because it's a it's a cum cave or it's a dribble dish. It's something yeah, but that a isn't gash a, is, a, uh, is is another entry point, isn't it? A gash. No, but it's I want something else. Well, I'm giving you gash. I'm giving you gash. <laughs> More Besides, like a container beginning with G. What's a container thing? Get it beginning with G. Grotto, grotto. That's gone the cave. Cum cave. Godzilla's gooch grotto. Gunge grotto. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I like it when we workshop all the material. Yeah. Uh, mummy's the mummy's man fat. Um, mausoleum. The mummy's <sighs> mausoleum. <laughs> the mummy's man fat mausoleum. I'm on. I'm on fire, ladies and gentlemen. I'm on fire. So what we got? Let's just have a rundown of what we've got so far. We've got King Kong's Cum Cave, yeah. Dracula's Dribble Dish, Godzilla's Gunge Grotto, Grotto, and yeah. Mummy's Man Fat Mausoleum. <laughs> <laughs> Cut to Tony's art desk where Tony's currently drawing posters for all four of these things. <laughs> I know, yeah. And with that, we end yeah. that segment on a massive anticlimax. But no, before no, we're we not go, ending this segment. We're not ending this segment. No, we're not. We've got one we're more we talking, bit to do. We were talking about choose your own adventure. And we're going to end with one because I went online and I went to this website where this guy had spent ages listing a load of really good websites for a choose your own adventure online games that you can play for free that are educational. And there were a few of them I really wanted to do, but weirdly they were shut down because of the uh, pandemic. One was about um, surviving a nuclear apocalypse. One was about being a virus and how do you spread all over the world. And then what, And then there was another one about finance or something, but they're all not working due to being seen as insensitive, so they decided to close the website down. Uh, but I did right. find one, Weird. and it's simple, and I want to play it with you. The game's called... Okay. It's Castaway by halfbakesoftware.com. Shall okay. we just get going? Do you remember Castaway with... Uh, uh... Was it Oliver Reed? Well, apparently, and, you uh, don't fucking remember Castaway, then, do you? <laughs> <laughs> so let's just move on. Remember, there was that. There was that film, the one with Tom Hanks. No, this woman and a man are on an island. We're going to play Castaway from this website. It's a reasonably simple choose your adventure, so we're going to play it. Are you ready, Eli? I'm ready to play. What do I need? My D20. Well, here we go. You don't need a D20 because it's an American style, not a British style. So therefore, it's reasonably uh, simple. Can I, it's reasonably. Can I, hold, can I hold my D20? Yes, by all means, hold your D20. I've got a D, I've, I've got a D7 as well. I, I, I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Come on, let's, ma- let's make it. Here we no, go. Say it like this. I, d- I don't care. <laughs> Here we go. Picture the scene you like. Can you survive oh, I, yeah. on, on a shipwrecked desert island? On a shipwrecked? The Hang island on, itself wrong. is shipwrecked. <laughs> Can you survive shipwrecked on a desert island? Okay, so the bad sentence. It's a bad sentence. You are the only survivor from the wreck of a cruise ship which sank without warning oh. during a severe tropical storm. You have managed okay, to swim I'm to shore. I'm going to start getting into, into character. I'm going to start right, getting good. into character. Right. Uh, You've managed uh, to swim uh, to shore and you salvaged uh, some items from the ship. So you have one rescue flare, one pistol. Oh, thank God. I've got a flare. One a pistol. pistol. That'll come in handy. That has three bullets in. Oh, I checked the bullets. I've got three bullets. Oh. Right, here we go. Scramble up onto the beach of the island. There is no sign of anyone. <laughs> to your left <sighs> is a high hill. To your right Ooh. is a dense jungle. Where do you go? Ooh. Could I go left to the hill? Because I'm going to want to look and maybe find a river or see what's going on. I don't want to get lost mm. in the jungle mm. good, before good, good. I've got my bearings on the island. You know. So I like to go to, up to a high ground vantage point to see yeah. if there's any... Yeah. Uh, you know, rivers. Basically, okay. to check for the nearest source of fresh water, Paul. Right. You climb to the top of the hill. It takes a while, but when you reach the top, you can see the whole island spread out before you. You can also see, mm. on a distant horizon, a small ship. It is heading away from you. Do you A, fire the rescue flare to attract the ship's attention, or fire the pistol to attract the ship's attention? Mm. How far away is it, Paul? It just says on the distant horizon. Well, because you'd give flesh it out a bit. 
Give me something here. It's on the distant horizon. Well, I can't do neither of those. It's the flat line that separates the sky from the fucking sea. It's on the distant horizon, which means it's probably far out to that apex point, isn't it? Thank you. Thank you. Um, Just want to get all the details, Paul, you know, so I make the right decision here, okay? All right. So my two options are the flare or the gun, that's it? Yeah. And the ship has got its back to me. Is it wiggling its little behind? It's heading away from you. It didn't say at any point it's got its back to you like it's in a mood. Just fucking fire the flare or fire the gun. Oh, no, I don't want to. I think the flare is going to be if it's if it's no one's going to see the flare. Well, look, there is no there is no negative option here. So unfortunately, you do only have two. I will fire the gun. I would like to say that I'd rather have done neither. All right. I've taken that down for the record. It's been noted. Okay. Right. right, fire the pistol to attract the ship. Bang! You fire the pistol, yeah. hoping the noise will attract the attention of the ship. Unfortunately, it doesn't. Do you fire rescue flare to get the ship's attention, or give up trying to get the ship's attention? Ah, they've fucked me here, haven't they? They've fucking cornered me. I don't want to waste my flare now. We could just How give would up. I know? You want to give up get, trying to get the ship's attention? Yeah. It's probably for the best, yeah. isn't it? Right, here we yeah, go. Yeah, stupid. You give up trying to attract the attention of the ship and come down from the hill. So what do you do next? Go into the jungle or start swimming out to sea? Why would I start swimming out to sea? I don't know. That's insane. I'll go in the jungle. You set off into the jungle. It's hard to make progress, but you struggle on slowly. Ahead, you can hear <sighs> the sound of a large animal moving around. Ooh. Uh. <sighs> do you <sighs> go towards the animal noises? or move away from the animal noises. I need to shoot it and then eat it. Go towards it. Sorry, everyone. You advance towards... I'm on an island. You what? I'm on an island. I've got to eat something, don't I? Look, I know it's circumstances, mate, innit? They mean mean that you do different things. I just want to make it clear to everyone. I would not be... Yeah, but you you are given pretty kind of simple choices. It's more complex if you were there in real life, isn't it? I wouldn't be, yeah. No, you'd be dead by now because you would have cried all I'd of your salty tears. I'd be dead by now, yeah. yeah. I'd be dead. You would have got onto the beach and gone, Ah, fatness. No, I wouldn't. You advance towards the noises. Suddenly, a huge lizard emerges from the bushes. It's bigger than you. It yeah. looks like a Komodo dragon. It looks at you hungrily. It's bigger than me. What should you do? Most things are bigger than you. Right, do you... A. Pick up a large stick and hit the lizard. B. Fire your pistol and scare the lizard away. Or shoot the lizard with your pistol. Ah, uh, well, I need food, but I don't know how good eating it is. I know they've got manky mouths. They've got nasty mouths. Full You've got of, uh, two bullets left. I've seen and one flare. I've seen footage of a bunch of Komodo dragons taking down a whole cow. Your pawn selection's really <laughs> fucking weird. Right, so pick up a stick um, and hit the lizard. Fire shoot, the lizard to I'll scare the lizard. The, shoot, the shoot the lizard. Shoot the lizard. Shoot the lizard. You shoot the lizard in the head. I want to see the whites of its eyes. I'm shooting the lizard. Yes. You fire at the lizard with your pistol. Your shot hits him in the neck and he starts bleeding, but he is not killed. He's just more angry oh dear. and comes towards oh you. No. Oh no. Wee, wee, Shoot him again. Wee. Grab his head and stick the muzzle right in his mouth so there's no mistake. Wait, hang on. So here's the go. Shoot the lizard again, turn away and run, or climb a tree and get out of the way. No, mate, it's, this, this, it's either this lizard or me now. 
You know what I mean? It's it's fight or flight. I want this lizard dead. So this this lizard and you is like Leonardo DiCaprio and that big bear. Basically, yeah. Even though you have got like a massive shoot. advantage because you're armed and it's small. Shoot the lizard. You're gonna shoot, shoot it again. It's not small. You're shooting it's the lizard not again. It's small. It's a big. It's a bigger than me, Paul. Oh well, most yes. things are bigger than you, as I've stated. I could have said a little kitty cat, and <laughs> it'd still be the same issue you're facing. Yeah. So are you going to shoot the lizard again? I just want to make it clear, yeah? I am shooting the lizard again. Here we go. Bang. You shoot the lizard again. This enrages him mightily. He attacks and kills you. Game over. <laughs> Couldn't give a shit. Now my what, ghost is here. I'll give you one and more do-over. Eli, I'll give you, you a do-over. My ghost. Do you know what my ghost is doing? What? Seeping, seeping into that lizard. Your ghost is seeping into that lizard? For what purpose? <laughs> to haunt its very mind and essence and control it forever. So you're going to be living inside the brain of a kimono dragon as a ghost forever on an island? Yeah, I, I'm proxy lizard man ghost on an island. Right, well, I've given you a re... I've given you, you know, a mulligan. I knew that was going to happen. You could tell that they didn't want me to keep, keep no. attacking the lizard, didn't no. they? No. Did they? No. So, do you want I to turn away and run, or climb a tree? Climb a tree. I think it could outpace me, probably, that lizard. You climb up a tree to escape the lizard. For about 15 minutes, it paces around the bottom of the tree, sniffing and roaring. But then he gives up and shuffles away. So you move yeah. into the jungle. Off your trodge. You continue through the jungle. Soon you hear the sound of running water, and you see a stream emerging from a cave. Do you wade into the stream, oh, this is or good go news. into the cave? In the cave. You go into the cave. It's very dark. There are two tunnels, oh. left and right. Which do you take? Left, down the left one. You continue into the cave, you stumble and fall, and your leg touches something hard. Oh. Do, do you pick it up and carry on, or leave it and carry on? Pick it up. You pick up an object and carry on. It turns out to be a compass. Maybe it'll be useful later. Meanwhile, the tunnel goes round in a yeah, circle, maybe. and you find yourself back at the mouth of the cave. You begin to lose heart. Do you A, shoot yourself, B, Go into the jungle or wade into the stream. That's C is wade into the stream. Yeah. Do you want to do that one? Yeah. You wade into the stream. Unfortunately, the water is running very fast and you are swept off your feet and carried away. Do you swim as hard as you can to reach the bank or relax and let the water take you where it wants to go? Oh, relax. Let's just go. Let's go. Go with it, man. You coast along the water and eventually you are swept up into a little bay. You find a rowing boat there. Do you climb out of the water ah. or sail the boat out to sea? Let's go out to sea. Come on. You steer your boat out Fuck to sea. Island. You know there's a shipping lane yeah. to the northwest. So do you steer northwest using the compass? Oh, that was handy. Or do you guess which is northwest and try and steer in that direction? Why wouldn't I use the compass if I had it? That's a silly option. I know. I will, I will use the compass. Yes. Use the compass to steer your boat to the northwest. Eventually, you reach the shipping lanes, and a boat of illegal migrants pick you up and directly take you to the west coast of Canada, where you start a new adventure. You've saved yourself. Congratulations. Eli Silverman, you've survived. Yay! I did it. That was quite fun, actually. It was a bit of fun, yeah. and there's loads of other ones online that are more complicated or more, you know, I intensive. Um, so, you know, a little bit of fun, wasn't it? I like it, uh, games, and you know what? That um, cheap show game that was in issue, issue was it 
eight or nine, eight, um, that yeah. event put together. If you want a taste of an adventure game, that's kind of like one, isn't it? That's a brilliant example of, uh, uh, it's a crossover sort of board game, choose your own adventure thing, type game, isn't it? Yeah, story generator game. But it's, it's, uh, it features us and part-time host Ash uh, at a, and also Biffo, isn't it? All four of us yeah. are in it, aren't they? Aren't we? And we're at a car boot sale, and uh, you play one of the characters, and you have to get get some nice items. Yeah, and if you're a Patreon person, you get those ma- magazines for free. But if you want to buy that particular issue, go to cheapmag.shop, and you can order a physical copy of all the Cheap Show magazines. Well, there we go. We had a lovely little walk into Choose Your Own Adventure Land, Eli. Wasn't that lovely? Thanks very much for giving me another go. I know I shouldn't have gone down the animal cruelty route there and tried to Mate. tried it on. But the lizard was giving, you know, he was giving, he was giving me the stink eye, and I, I wasn't going to have it, you no. know. No, mate, you know, if what? I hadn't, it's, if it's I right hadn't killed him, he's, he's stalking me, isn't he? Stalking me for the rest of the adventure. Yeah. I don't know. He might just pop up. He might just pop up. He might have popped up in the boat in the end, like a classic stinger. You think you're safe, and he goes, ooh, ooh. I got um. I got remorse as soon as his neck started to bleed. Actually. Yeah, well, the thing is, in, uh, it, there's a bit in the chapter that you didn't get to because you circumvented it, where it says you see the previous uh, kimono dragon bleeding out in front of its family, and its kids watch it die as it really? fails to support food <laughs> really? for it. No, I made that. Wow. Up. <laughs> uh. <laughs> no. All right. Well, let's. Yeah. No. Let, do you know what, Mr. Silverman? Let's wrap this show yes, up, shall Mr. we, Mr. Gannon? Okay. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. And the sands of time have once again... (laughs) uh, I'll do it, I'll do it. Built up around us. And the sands of time, the sands of time have washed around us and scrubbed off the dirt of majesty where filigrees of... You're Heavy not doing water. much better than me, mate, at this point. You're not doing much better. Fili- Let's just move on. Right, the show's over. over. So it's over, over, over. over. It's over. So, do you want to email Cheap Show? Why not? Give, get in touch. Thecheapshow at gmail.com. At gmail.com. If you want to send us an audio track for your Envision 2020, that's the same email address for that. Keep it one minute 30. Try not to rip off another famous song. Okay. Um, Twitter. At the Cheap Show Pod, I'm at Paul Gannon Show, and Eli is... Eli Snoyd, E-L-I-S-N-O-I-D. And look, we have a great website, thecheapshow.co.uk. It's your one-stop shop for all Cheap Show stuff. If you want to get merch, go there. If you want to buy a physical copy of the Cheap Show magazine, go there. If you want to vote for the Cheap Show um, 2020 awards, you can. There's a link on the front page. You can also follow the account for the awards if you go to, on Twitter, at Project Cheapskate, which is Project Cheap SK8, and you can vote your opinions of the show there patreon.com forward slash cheap show if you want to help keep this bloody podcast going we appreciate that in these difficult times you you don't have to support us but those who do we richly and uh, deeply appreciate it we really do and finally i'm trying to get a book made through the company unbound about ghost hunting it's called ain't afraid no ghost and it's unbound.com forward slash books forward slash ghosts and you can help raise the funds for me to get this book made and there are perks for those who do help Anything else, Eli? Yeah. Where's your sound of House of Pickles? Uh, Yeah, I'll just uh, plug that. I've got a music radio show on Soho Radio every two weeks, the House of Pickles Sound Show. Uh, You can get it online as well on Mixcloud. And it's full of pretentious shit that Eli plays. What? Shut up. What do you, you're into? Oh, this what? is a really good deep track from this band that you've never heard of that I'm going to play a rare B-side from. That's not my attitude, though, Paul, is it? 
I'm trying yeah, to share Every week it's the same. It's you and your mate going, oh my God, I had to de- cut that. Yeah, oh yeah. No, the original band members left in 1963, so only four of the original five remain. Just but because, they still got the sound. They just because... Fun. It's all the same shit. Just because you've got no, you know, taste in music, just leave it, okay? Back off. I'd rather have no taste than an affected taste Anyway, it's on the Soho Radio Music Channel, House of Pickles Sound Show. If you're into good music... And perhaps a tidbit of information, unpretentiously shared. Then uh, tune into that. All right. Other than that, with a digitizer every week with Mr. Biffo and Crazy Antics, support digitizer on YouTube there. And I think that is it for now. Okay. We then. love you all. We hope you're having lots of fun and taking care of one another. Scrubby, scrubby, naz, naz. Yeah, we need to come up with a really spunky ending. A real. Ooh, of an ending no. that makes people want to get out into the streets and cheer. No, I just did. Scrubby, scrubby, naz, naz. Do, do it again. Come on. You're the big ending. You're the big ending. You're a big, fat, wobbly ending. <laughs> Give us a big ending. Ooh, scrubby, scrubby, naz, naz. And that, ladies and gentlemen, will simply have to do. See you next week. Bye. Bye.